Welcome to episode 28 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's juggling everything, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to be a bit more organized and productive, which of course is something all of us moms can use. Hello and welcome to our episode today. Today, we are going to be talking about one of my obsessions. We all have obsessions, don't we? And for me, planners and planning is an obsession. It is so much fun. I can't wait to talk about this topic because I absolutely love a good planner. Planners are such a beautiful thing for moms. They're pretty, they get us organized, you can use your favorite pens, your favorite markers, you could even use stickers. Planners are just plain fun. But today we're going to talk more about the practical side of planners and why they're not just pretty stickers and a fun way to use our pens and washi tape. Because planners are not just a pretty hobby. They are actually a really, really important tool for us moms and us busy people. And I hope after listening to today's episode, you go and you get yourself a planner if you don't already have one. But if you already use a planner, in today's episode, I'm going to show you different ways to use it, ways that you may not already be doing. Us planner girls, we have a lot of tricks up our sleeves, don't we? But is there anything more fun? Maybe, but for me, planning is just so much fun and it's so productive. Let's dive in. One of my best friends has twins, and she works full-time, and she has family members that she takes care of, and she has a husband, and she runs a household. Just like you and me, she has a lot on her plate. I would look at her busy life because she has twins, right? And I would say to her, how on earth can you survive without a planner? How are you keeping all the appointments, everything everyone has going, in your head? How are you getting everything done, all your to-do lists, without having a book to put them in? I just didn't understand. I would look at her in awe like she was some magical being who can get everything done without needing a planner. But she was really stressed a lot of the time. She was worried about getting everything done. All of her to-do lists were in her head. She had her schedule for herself and her family in different calendars. Things were pretty rough for her. And since we're such good friends, I could tease her. And I would tell her, you really need a planner. And she heard me tell her this for literally years. But you know, you can't tell somebody what to do. People have to do things when they're ready. So one day she went out and she got a planner. And it changed her life. If you all think that I love planners a lot, I've got nothing on my friend. It's so funny because we talk about it all the time. And she says to me, I don't know how I lived without a planner. How did I get anything done? I was so stressed out. How on earth did I survive? So my first tip to you, my friend, is to use a planner if you don't already. Because here's what happens if you don't use a planner. You have everything in your head. You also may have little papers scattered throughout your house. 
maybe post-it notes on your computer monitor. You also have some stuff electronically, maybe in your notes app. You take pictures of other things. You have stuff everywhere. You may have your appointments in your work calendar, somewhere in your personal calendar. You may sometimes miss appointments because you just don't know what's coming up. The problem is that everything is in your head. Your head is the master database. It has your to-do lists. It has the location on where your other to-do lists are. It has your schedule. It has all your kids' schedules. It has your spouse's schedule. It may even have your mom's schedule. It's got everything in that database, and you're tired, right? (laughs) I'm actually stressed just thinking about this because your poor brain is exhausted. It's got so much in it. It's no wonder that you're not sleeping at night. You're trying to remember all these little details. The purpose of having a planner is not to be one of these super duper organized moms that you see with their perfect life on Pinterest or Instagram. No, the purpose of it is to get all that chatter out of your head so you can actually sleep at night. So you can relax and not worry about forgetting things that are important, like your child's dental appointment. And if the side effect is that you also become one of these super duper organized moms, then so be it. You'll just have to suffer. But having a planner, if you're a busy person, is really a lifesaver. Because getting everything out of your mind and onto paper, it's going to save your sanity. Now, if you don't already have a planner, you may be wondering, should you go digital? Should you have a paper planner? What's better? What's better in this modern day and age? For me, I'm a paper girl. I find it so much more relaxing to be off my computer. Yesterday, I went on a social distance walk with my friend, and they literally have shut down the street for us. There's a street with a walking trail. It actually goes for miles. And what they did with COVID going on now is they actually closed off the whole street. Because that path is very popular. There's a lot of walkers, a lot of runners, and they didn't want people so close to each other. So my friend and I, standing very far apart, we walked down the street. And it was my first time going down this road since the whole COVID thing had begun. Usually about two days a week, I actually walk on the path. So I'm familiar. I've been doing this for many years. So I know about how many people should be walking. And over the weekend, when we went on this walk, I couldn't believe how many people were there. And through my mask, I would just ask them because I'm nosy. And I said to them, what's going on? Why are there so many people here today? And people started telling me, strangers would tell me that they were taking a Sabbath. People are having just too many screens now. They can't stand it anymore. People really want to be off their devices and out walking. So this whole road was really full, and I actually had a hard time staying six feet away from people because it was that full. And this is the same place where my little path I usually go on. Trust me, I don't encounter quite that many people, maybe one-tenth of the amount of people. So people really want to get away from screens these days. And I find that for planning, I personally find that if I plan on a computer, I get way too distracted. 
I'll go in to see what's next on my to-do list. And an hour later, I'm going to wonder, why am I on Instagram? Or how did I even log into Facebook? You know how when you go on your computer to do one thing, and then you're doing something totally different, and you have no idea how you went down that rabbit hole. For those two reasons, the first is because I just want to be off of a computer for a little while. The second reason is once you start down the digital rabbit hole, you don't know where you're going to end. So for those two reasons, I use my paper planner as my primary planning tool. Sure, I may use Google Calendar or other apps in conjunction with my paper planner, but my paper planner is my master. So my tip number two for you is to use paper at least for your daily to-dos. Let's delve a little bit more into this. Because digital is really, really great, I believe, for your master to-dos. So I have a lot of different projects going. I have this podcast. I have my house. I have a quilt I'm making. Who knows what other projects I have going. So I actually have a master to-do list in Trello. If you've never heard of Trello, it's an awesome app. It's free. They have a free version and you can really use it to organize your life. If you're interested in more about it, listen to my episode on systems. In that episode, I also have a video demo that you can watch on how to use the software. But anyways, I think electronic is so great for organizing your master to-dos. You know, you have a hundred things to do in five different categories. You can't put that in your paper planner because you're going to get overwhelmed. Having it electronically is great. My daughter also likes to use an electronic to-do list as her master list. She uses an app called Remember the Milk, also a great app. There are a ton of great apps out there. We can do a whole episode on that. And I think they're so great to use in conjunction with your daily to-do list. But I really think that your daily to-do list should be on old-fashioned paper and ink. And I'm going to tell you why. That is because your daily to-do list is like gold. It's going to lead the way. It's going to get you moving on everything that needs to be done. And you don't want that gold buried in a deep mine, right? You don't want to have to mine for it and get lost. Or worse yet, you don't want your mine to collapse while you're going for it. And you know that's going to happen. Because if you get on your computer or your phone, unless you're much more stronger than I am and can resist all temptation and stay focused, you're going to fall down that mine. So I recommend that even if you keep things digitally, For your daily to-do, at least transcribe them onto paper. And as you plow through your to-do list, I'm being ambitious, aren't I? I hope you plow through it. And as you move from one item to the next item, you're so much less likely to get distracted and fall into that mine. And you know that if you have to look up the next thing on your to-do list on your computer, you're going to end up in a blog or answering an email, who knows what. So for your daily to-do list, give yourself a break from the digital world, and I recommend just write it on paper. Actually, another cool benefit is that if you do use electronic as primary, if you have to write it down on paper, 
it's really going to help you remember what's on your to-do list. The act of physically writing is really helpful. So who knows, maybe that'll help you get even more done during your day. My next tip for you is really going to help you balance your life. And it's funny because earlier I was talking about walking in a park, and I remember hearing this tip when I was walking in that same park. I was listening to a podcast, and I wish I could remember who recommended this because I was so resistant to this tip. I remember thinking, I'm never going to do that. And here's what the tip was. The tip was to combine your work and personal life onto one calendar. So all your commitments, all your appointments, your meetings, everything you have going on in your schedule, they wanted you to put it on one calendar. And it makes sense, right? Because if you have something going on at work, you need to know about it so you don't schedule, let's say, a dental appointment when that work commitment is going to take place. So as a working mom, it makes so much sense. But I'm going to tell you why I resisted. I actually resisted for several years. And the reason why is because I didn't want to look at my personal planner and feel stressed out. Because you all know work can be really stressful. And you have your personal planner, and you don't necessarily want to look at your personal to-dos and see work meetings splattered in there. So I didn't do it for the longest time. But then I was having issues. I was having issues with being tired a lot, because I would maybe have a really, really busy work day, and then in the evening, I may have another appointment. And it was too much. It was too much in one day. So I thought, you know what? Let me try this advice that I heard so long ago and I resisted. And it was actually very, very helpful advice because we're human. So everybody talks about work-life balance. And when they talk about it, which is, by the way, not at all how we talk about it on the podcast here, but when they talk about it, they're usually putting it into different containers. So they say, okay, this is your work life. This is your home life. But my sweet friend, you know that that is totally crazy. If you're a working mom, there is no such thing as containering your life. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's actually making me laugh. It's ridiculous. If you're stressed at work, what, you think you're going to come home and the stress is going to be gone? Or if you're stressed at home, You think you're going to go to work and everything will be magically fine and you're a different person at work than you are at home? I don't know who came up with this concept that work life and home life is separate. Because anyone in this position, you know your life is all intermingled. Just because we're done working for the day doesn't mean that we're not still coding programs in our mind when we get home from work or when we're doing the dishes. We can't shut ourselves off. We're not a machine. So my tip for you from one real working mom to another is to keep everything in one calendar. But what I do is I'm careful how I label things. So if I have a particularly stressful meeting, I'll put it in my personal calendar that I have a work meeting. I may not write what it is or any details, but I'll know I have something going on. Maybe I shouldn't schedule something else that evening. I have a long day of meetings, but I'm not stressed out because I'm not actually talking about what that meeting is. I just have on my calendar that I have a work meeting. 
So that solved the whole problem. And now I feel like I have so much more balance because I see my life as a whole. It all goes together. It's not that I have a work me and a personal me and the me that podcasts. We're all the same person. So having one planner not only honors that, but it lets me control my day. It lets me control my stress level. It lets me control how much I'm putting in one day because I'm seeing my whole life in one picture. I'm not compartmentalizing the different areas of my life. I'm wondering how this sounds to you. It's funny because in life, sometimes we can hear advice, but it's not the right time. We're not ready to use the advice. But then when we're ready, we just make it our own. We take the advice and we do things our way. I hope that this podcast is the same way for you, where I offer you a platter of different options and you can just choose what works for you and then make it your own. That's when something really works the best for you. You hear a bit of advice, it may not resonate, but then you tweak one little thing and that's the one thing that makes the advice resonate for you, that makes it work in your life and makes your life so much smoother. Now let's talk about the last tip that I have for you. And the last tip was one that also took me many, many years to come up with. And I also spent a fortune trying to figure this out. So learn from my experience. For years, I played with which planner should I get? What kind of layout would work best for me? Should I use one that has a to-do list? Should I have a daily schedule? I'm embarrassed to tell you how many planners I've bought over the years that you just try and they don't work for you. But if you're the type of person who gets overwhelmed, my suggestion is that you use a planner with a daily schedule. And I have a lot going on and I have to admit, I can get overwhelmed. So this layout has actually worked the best for me. Of all the different layouts I've gotten, the daily schedule right now is really a great layout for me. So what's a daily schedule? First of all, let me explain what I mean by that. A daily schedule is a planner that lays out the time of day throughout the entire day. So you see 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30. So first, I love that because I put my appointments right in there. So like I just told you, I'll put work meetings, I'll put my dental appointment, Whatever I have going on, I put right in the time slot. So right away at a glance, first of all, you can see how overscheduled you are. Do you have a lot of meetings that day? Do you have a lot of appointments? What I actually do is I color code mine. Anything that's an appointment or a meeting, it's someplace that I actually have to be, is in a teal colored marker. So I just look at a glance and I can see, okay, I have three appointments today. And that really shows me what's going on. And then what I do is I write down a few things that I want to do that day. Not so many. I'll usually write down maybe three or four. And I'll actually put them in time slots throughout the day. So let's just take a silly example. Let's talk about watering our plants. If I have to water my plants Maybe I'll put it for four o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. Then I look at my planner and four o'clock rolls around and I see, oh, okay, I'm supposed to water my plants. 
And by scheduling it in a time slot, I find it's easier for me to get my to-dos done because I'm so much more organized. I know when I'm going to do something and what I'm going to do. Now, of course, by now you all know that four o'clock on Wednesday may roll around and your child may be having a temper tantrum and those plants are not going to get watered. Oh my gosh, that happens to me all the time. I'll schedule something at a certain time slot and life happens. So here's the thing. I absolutely know that that's going to happen. I know when I schedule anything on my calendar that's not highlighted in teal that something can happen and things can go awry. So you know what I do? I just leave a lot of slots open because I do a hundred things in a day. And maybe I'm scheduling four items on my to-do list. So I'm going to have a lot of other times during the day when I can get it done. Or who knows, maybe I won't get it done. But by scheduling it in a time slot, it just frees up my mind. I know, okay, so I'm going to record the podcast, let's say, at three o'clock on Friday afternoon. So then I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it on Tuesday because it's scheduled for Friday. You see how this is so much more powerful than just a regular to-do list? A to-do list can be overwhelming, but once you schedule it in, it's more likely to happen. I find it's a little less overwhelming because you know exactly when you plan to do something but just be ready to pivot. So if something happens and something usually will and you can't get it done, okay, you'll just plug it in a different time. No big deal. I'm curious what you do for your planning. So let me know. Do you use a schedule like I do? How do you get things done? This is such a fun topic for us moms because we're so busy and we're always trying to find ways to be more and more productive. So I hope that what I shared with you will help you be more productive, but also more calm and balanced because you're getting stuff done. You're combining your work and personal lives so you could really see a full picture on what's going on with everything. Now, as we conclude this episode, I want to acknowledge that in this season of life that you're in right now, you are never going to get everything done that's on your list. At least I've never met a mom who has. As you lean into some of these ideas, just remind yourself, my friend, that anything you get done or don't get done is enough. If you finish only one out of five things on your daily to-do list, do me a favor and celebrate that one thing. Because when you celebrate your accomplishments, instead of beating yourself up for the four things that you didn't get to, you create that space in your life to accomplish even more. And I also want to remind you that if you're exhausted, we talk about this a lot on our Facebook group. If you're exhausted, let go of that to-do list. Go rest. Take care of yourself. You are going to get so much more done in the long run if you take care of yourself than if you focus on every little thing on your to-do list. My friend, you work really, really hard. You do so much every single day, and oftentimes we don't give ourselves credit for all the work that we do as a mom. We focus on the one or two things that we didn't get to. (laughs) I wish it was just one or two. 
We focus on this huge list of things that we didn't get to instead of seeing the mammoth-sized list of things that we did get to. The things that are on your list that are important, they'll get done eventually. I know they will. But when you're proud of the things that you do accomplish and you don't worry about that other list, the things that you didn't get to, and when you feel good about yourself, that's when you're going to feel balanced. So go ahead, get yourself a planner, write down your daily to-dos, and I'm looking forward to talking with you on our next episode. 